0: Welcome to the master's method podcast hosted by Zisser customs law group. As experts in global trade, they will share valuable trade compliance and supply chain security information, along with the latest trade news in a unique format that is easy to understand, use and apply. They are going to simplify those complex topics, operational challenges and difficult issues better than anyone else.
1: Hey, Juan, it looks like the USMCA now it's live, it became live on July first, And Everything's moving forward, but boy, there's a one rule change we're going to talk about today. It's a pretty significant change from the prior rule with NAFTA.
2: Definitely, Steve. It's a big change and a change that we know affects a lot of companies, a lot of operations, especially for our friends here along the border. We know there's a lot of operations in Mexico that do this process. So yes, definitely a major change that we'll talk about shortly.
1: Hello everybody. And welcome to the Masters Methods podcast. I'm Steve Zisser, a customs attorney, and I specialize exclusively in the area of import and export law and supply chain security. And joining me on our podcast today is our good friend, Juan Moreno. Hi, Juan. Hi, Steve. I'm the director of trade compliance here at Zisser Group,
2: where I've been here for the last 11 years. Originally started working for us, Maquiladora, in a brokerage company a few years back. I'm excited to be joining you, Steve, today for this important topic.
1: Well, today's trade news topic, we're going to talk about the new USMCA set rule, how to deal with sets. And I will tell you, this is a hot topic. We'll talk a little bit about what are sets. We'll talk about the new USMCA rule, the kind of impact we're expecting, and kind of also uh, how this rule also relates to other FTAs that are also out there. So one first first thing, and, and really we better be clear here, sets. What are sets?
2: Okay, Uh, that's a great question, Steve, and a very important one also, because we have to think of customs terminology and what customs considers to be a set or like sometimes they're called kits. And basically, in order for you to meet the criteria of a set or a kit, all of the items, all of the components, if you want to call them that, that make up that set need to pretty much mutually work around each other. They all pretty much need to be used for that specific purpose think for example of a conversion kit where you're taking something in this original state and you're modifying it with this kit of parts in order to make it into a different item the key thing here being that you're you're using for the most part every component within that kit to accomplish that task all now
1: of the one rule is- on is all these items of course in the kit are separate items but they've all been packaged together for yes. this Purpose and the other purposes, of course, could be for repair, maintenance, upgrade. You talked about conversion. everything's in that kit, like you say, to perform that purpose. And, and there's another rule that the classifications are all different, right? They're all in different HTS codes.
2: That's right. Yes, they are all classified in different HTS codes, but we have to come up with essentially one if we can. And one- We make that determination by in this case determining that we are a set or a kit for customs purposes once we make the determination we assign one code
1: yes exactly no you're totally right so if we do get a kit the good news is we get one hts code for the whole thing that's correct so so if you have a kit and it's a qualifying kit you get one hts code the rule now under usmca in order to qualify that kit let's assume we're putting that kit together in Mexico, and now we're bringing that kit into the United States and we want to claim it for USMCA eligibility, what is the new requirement that we have to comply with?
2: The new requirement basically forces that kit that each individual item that makes up that kit to individually qualify for the USMCA agreement. That means that you need to do a, essentially a USMCA analysis for each of the components that make up that kit. And each one of those needs to qualify individually in order for the whole kit to be treated as
1: NAFTA. The only exception that's allowed is- that yeah, the- you, mean, you, you, mean, you mean USMCA. I'm so sorry. we to qualify for USMCA because under the old rule, as long as the essential character item qualified, you were done that's all that mattered yeah exactly now what you're telling me is you have to go after each component individually in order to qualify the whole that's right steve that's a huge change exactly now like i said the only exception is de minimis so
2: if you have an item within that kit that's not eligible but the value of that item represents less than 10 percent of the total cost you're eligible it's going to be rare to see those cases but obviously that is an option so you might be able to have that opportunity if you don't have, you know, obviously the the, the old NAFTA rule in place anymore. So yeah, that's a- so you're, min- sir, so,
1: you're, so you're saying that if I have a kit and I have like 10 items in that kit and uh, 91%, n- 9 out of 10 of those items qualify for USMCA, they're individually originating items, no problem. And I have one component that's not, as long as that component is 10% or less of the value of the whole, I'm okay. I can still get that USMCA. Exactly, Steve. Yes, you're absolutely right. But if that one component was 12% of the value, I'm out. I lose the the whole thing. The whole thing, yes. Wow, that's a big change from before because under the old rule, this was so much easier because once you found that essential character item, that controlled no matter what, and you were done. That's right. That's all and that matters. Now you're going to have to monitor every single component in your kit. Certainly, anything that's material, if it's real minor, low value, maybe you could disregard those because of the minimis. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be a big change for a lot of companies that are doing kitting operations in Mexico, which are extremely common right now.
2: That's right Steve yes and we have a lot of those operations both in Tijuana and Mexicali and especially all along the border it's very common to see here and yes those operations need to you know pay very close attention to this start analyzing their products the way they're now being forced to analyze them and i don't know Steve i'm foreseeing maybe some companies trying to maybe change the way they ship goods across the border because i mean if the whole kid's going to get killed because of this I don't know, maybe it starts making more sense to ship the components individually some that maybe qualify versus the ones that don't. I don't know. I foresee some changes in that area possibly happening in the in the future because of this situation. Well, or
1: the with? other or the other option one certainly they could look at resourcing because True. let's say if they have some of those components that aren't qualifying, maybe they're going to have to look to resource those items in a USMCA country and get them to be originated. That's right, yeah. Very true. certainly going to be more of a burden. I mean, the other burden is going to be you're going to have to be more focused on your sourcing. You're going to have to be more focused on getting those USMC certificates from your suppliers. And now you can't ignore all those other components. You're going to have to get certificates on all those components that go into that kit to make sure you really do qualify. That's right, Steve. And a
2: lot of this information—remember, a lot of the components that make up a, a lot of the kids that we see in Mexico—many times those components that make up those kids, they're not made by our clients. They're made by third parties.
1: Yeah. And you have to,
2: in a USMC analysis, you know what's involved? You need to look at bombs, maybe build some material. Very not confidential, but very sensitive information. That could be a, that could be getting that could get you very tricky in trying to get access to that information. For the actual importer of record that could be tricky
1: yeah that could be tricky and you talked about the one option being de minimis if you do start to go down that path of de minimis wow you're going to have to really manage those costs yes. and making sure those costs are accurate because you're only talking 10 percent or less that's a very very tight number because if you have big variance swings in your costing structure that 10 percent could be hard to support and back up if you need to support it Definitely it stresses more the the um, the fact that
2: companies should definitely be participating in the reconciliation program because obviously value adjustments are permitted there. So definitely highly recommend that you do uh join
1: the recon program for this purpose if if that. Yeah, because yeah, you have to really be monitoring that number. So that is a big change. And one one of the other things we had heard about initially when this first happened and we saw these new changes, we had thought and customs initially had said to us oh, we're still looking at this. Looking at it, Maybe we're going to adjust this in the future. Maybe this wasn't our intention. And what did you discover about the other free trade agreements that the U.S. has with, like, Korea and Australia and Singapore? What do they say for this kind of rule? Well, the surprise is that this is not new – this
2: has been around many of the other free trade agreements that you just mentioned have this already maybe some only have it in the textile area because i did see some that only had this in the textile areas but a lot of them they have it all over so this is not a you know something pulled out of the air this is not something brand new this has been around so even though in some of our discussions with customs recently we've heard that they might be looking at this and that might not be final i have a feeling this for the time being this is going to stick around for a while It might go away or it might get changed a little bit for for now i think this is the new reality that we need to live with
1: yeah based, based on what, I, what you're telling me and based on the other fta's it sounds like this was intentional this is going to be the new rule and the new approach so for all of you out there that have sets like we say qualifying sets where you're going to get that one hts code if you want to qualify that set for the usmca you're gonna to have to look at each and every component is gonna to have to qualify individually in order the whole to qualify. You can use de minimis up to 10%, but if you have components more than that, you're gonna lose your USMCA qualification. For a lot of you, that could be a big change. Certainly, it is a big change from the old rule to this new rule. Um, definitely, we would recommend, strongly recommend, go out there, reevaluate, relook at your sets and make sure they continue to qualify. You know what? I don't think we've mentioned that to, to so many people before, but this is a great example where you absolutely have to reevaluate your qualification under the USMCA.
2: Oh, definitely, Steve. And really evaluate what you're doing because like I said earlier, you know, right now companies are shipping products regardless of their origin into Mexico. I'm, t- I'm using Mexico as an example still, and they're not doing anything to them Merely just incorporating them into the kit, which that kit exactly. might, you know, might include an item that they manufactured in Mexico. But guess what? Everything else that make up that kit, that's all from China. And they just sent it to Mexico for the ease of kidding it.
1: Exactly.
0: That
2: be rethought now because that's going to have a major impact. And throw that fact that it's now 301 China even involved, maybe. Who knows how that can impact
1: some operations, Steve. That could have a major, yeah. major impact. Yeah, so definitely I recommend that all of you do, do take a hard look at your kids. This is a new rule under the USMCA. We want to share that with you today. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us today on our Masters Method Podcast. And thank you, Juan, for sharing all that valuable information. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you, Steve. Bye,
0: everyone. Thank you for listening to the Masters Method Podcast. Zisser Customs Law Group is a full-service international trade law firm and a global leader in international trade compliance training. Be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not legal advice. If you have any questions or require additional support, please do not hesitate to contact us through our website at zissergroup.com or send us an email to solutions at zissergroup.com.